99% of the information out there is all anecdotal. Exactly. Nobody's really going and doing the research. And the people that are going and doing the research are saying what we're saying, you know, <laughs> which is don't dehydrate yourself. Yeah. Compete, at, compete at your, compete at your, if you're, you know, if you're starting off in this journey, compete at your natural weight class. As you go up, sure, then we start talking about cutting 5% yeah. body weight for the same day, cutting 10% body weight for day before weigh-ins. But, you know, if you're not, there's no reason to be doing it. Welcome to the practice of health with me, Charlie Tunmore. The purpose of this bite-sized podcast is to empower you to take ownership of your own health. I'm a certified health coach. I manage two yoga studios in London and I'm a jiu-jitsu purple belt. In each episode, I explore an area of holistic health with a guest. Nutrition, movement, sleep, stress, and much more and we share tools and principles that you can implement in your life today. After all, health is a practice, not an idea. Hello everyone, this is episode 35, Weight Cutting and Nutrition in Jiu-Jitsu with Asha Mirasudegi and Rinchen Griffiths Goha. Weight cutting happens in a lot of competition sports, jiu-jitsu being one of them. And for anyone who doesn't know, jiu-jitsu is a martial art and combat sport based on ground fighting and submission holds. And it's something that I love and have been training for the last six years. In this episode, the three of us talk about why and when should you weight cut for a competition, both of their experiences of weight cutting and how to do it in a healthy way. Also, we discuss nutrition and other health practices to fuel yourself when training jiu-jitsu and for longevity. Even if you don't train jiu-jitsu, this episode will be useful for you to understand what you can do to have the energy you need to exercise or change your body composition. Asha is a purple belt jiu-jitsu athlete training out of Diesel Gym and 10th Planet London and he is one of the coaches at the gym. Rinchen is a mixed martial arts fighter training out of Diesel Gym and he is also one of the coaches at the gym. The best place to get in contact with both of them and find out when their next competitions are is to go on the Instagram. So we've got at Asha Mirsa and at Rinchen.GriffithsGoha. I'm going to put all of this in the show notes. I am very honoured to say that Plant Power is sponsoring today's episode. Plant Power is a plant-based meal service located in the reception of Diesel Gym London. Healthy meals, snacks and juices are available daily. My personal favourite is the Power Bar and it is run by my very good friend Alex Manusos who has also been on this podcast and I've been on his podcast as well and a big shout out to Jamie Scott from 10th Planet London and Diesel Gym for letting me record the episode in the gym definitely come and try out a class whether it is MMA, Muay Thai, 10th Planet Jiu Jitsu, wrestling, boxing or strength and conditioning Chris I hope you enjoy this episode Asha Rinchin, thanks so much for coming to the podcast. Really no appreciate worries, it. Sorry. Cheers. Thanks for having us. No worries. I thought I'd get you both on just because you're, I guess, both you've got really good experience 
in weight cutting, obviously different. Asher, you've done more, I guess, kind of competing for jiu-jitsu, and I guess you've done both yeah. jiu-jitsu and MMA. Yeah, jiu-jitsu and MMA. Um, yeah. And I think I said before the podcast, because it's quite kind of short, bite-sized podcast, we'll probably just focus on the jiu-jitsu side of it, as obviously as both you know, but some people may be listening to this aren't fully aware. So m- majority of the time, jiu-jitsu, if you, do, if you compete, usually you kind of weigh in on the day, mm. and then with MMA, usually or pretty much always... Pretty much weigh in weigh in day the day beforehand, and that's a massive kind of difference in terms of kind of your goals looking into kind of the weigh in, weight cut, and how much you can refuel after kind of the, the weigh in. Um, uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, I think that's a, like a really important point because I think a lot of the people who get into jujitsu and same day competitions focus on watching, they don't watch jujitsu, they mainly watch MMA. So they have a perception of a huge weight cut going into their events, especially mm. when it's their first event. Like I think it's probably the same for Rinch and you yeah, coach yeah. here as well. Like one of the first questions you'll always get asked by people is, how much should I be weight cutting? Yeah, yeah. What bracket should I go into? And I think you made a point before we went on today about how they should go in the weight division that they are pretty close to or in their sitting to. Yeah, or sitting in. Yeah. You know, if, you're, if you're in between two divisions, I, I do. I really honestly believe you should be going to the division above. So if you're, if the divisions just say um, a 60 or 70, you're fitting, sitting around 65, yeah. 66, there's no way you should be cutting five or six yeah. kilos for a jiu-jitsu comp where you're going to have multiple matches a day. You should definitely be competing at the 70. You should feel strong. You should feel able to go for more than one match. I, I agree but I had a similar that is my situation so I'm now going for that 145 in the US 66 kilo bracket mm-hmm. but before that I was competing in the 61.5 so in Jiu Jitsu we have separate weight categories that we're weighing in uh, every day and usually how it's meant to be is 20 minutes before the match as well so if you have any like understanding of uh, sorry that was to be, um, about the the refueling of an MMA fight or of other situations, they have this idea of a water cut. This is something that's actually quite dangerous for us jiu-jitsu guys to do. Not so much health, obviously the health um, factors, but more importantly, the fact that most of our jiu-jitsu competitions other than super fights are a tournament, a bracket-based competition, which is probably the main motivation for what you're saying about staying in the higher bracket. Yeah, yeah. Because your recovery afterwards is awful. And especially, like you said, if you've got a tournament, you only weigh in the one time. So every match after that, you don't have to weigh in again. So you could rehydrate in between yeah. those matches. You should be, you know? If you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. again, like, yeah, like I said, you weigh in the one time, you don't have to weigh in again. You can, you've got 20 minutes to refuel for your first match. If you win that, the hope is obviously win that, then you've got a couple, quite, quite a long time before your next match. It's more time sometimes, to refuel again. Bro, more sometimes, time to, sometimes I've watched Jack Tiley yeah. run from, one of our teammates, run yeah, yeah. from, doing Matt. his absolute competition mm. to doing his his bracket at Grappling Industries or something recently mm. running between the mats going from facing some of the top guys in the UK from mat to mat and I remember watching it like so ideally this is where it's such a um, such a roll of the dice like sometimes like I was saying before the like I had a friend recently cut three or four kilos in a week before his competition and he didn't do it the best way I mean I don't think a lot of how we cut in jiu-jitsu is very professional i think for most of us this isn't our job you know there's it's a small aspect of our life and i think that's a important thing to take into account and the uh the motivation behind it obviously we want to win i i don't like the idea of saying we're not entering a competition to win but it's the what you put on it so if every second where you think about your competition is actually you thinking about your weight 
it's going to have a really negative effect on your training and on your experience of competing, especially when it's not, one, it's not a livelihood thing, but two, we're not getting hit in the face, you know what I mean? I can compete with a smile on my face, I know there's going to be some com competitors listening at a certain level, <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck, you know, sorry, but, um, <laughs> but no, it's true, like, especially for the average person, especially at the lower level, I, so bring it back to my friend, he had a three or four kilos to cut, he messaged me, like help four days before his competition and the worst part is i don't have the best track record of <laughs> i have a good track record of making weight mm. i don't have a great track record of cutting in any professional manner yeah, yeah. because it's a lot of bro science like when mm. i say bro science if you come from like the lifting community and stuff i just ask the guys around me you know mm. what i mean i'm not asking yeah. i'm not asking a nutritionist nutritionist or like a dietitian or like mm -hmm. or anyone i'm i'm basically upping my cardio I'm drinking a ton of water and when he had that much to cut I was saying like I'm not even worried about him going into like a long period of time of being too little of a calorie deficit where he holds on to weight I'm telling him to just stop eating like not near enough completely like a few hundred calories a day he was eating and look he made the weight and he won his bracket and he got comments on how big he was compared to everyone else <laughs> which I know sounds like I'm enforcing it but I genuinely think this guy would do well at the next bracket the next bracket up he won he won all yeah. his matches quite significantly apart from one like mm. I think a lot of the time that putting this strain on your body on top of the competition is just a really really negative aspect of yeah. the sport however I would say if you're a kilo outside of a bracket or something and you're a pretty health conscious guy and it's with enough break like it, I, I would say anything under five percent body weight. Yeah, I so agree. If, so yeah. yeah, so if you're if you're if you're sixty kilo, say it's, again the sixty seventy kilo bracket. So say if you're sixty five, if you're anything, if you're anything under like sixty four, yeah, maybe cut to sixty. Maybe if yeah. you feel like you have enough to lose. Yes. But yeah. if you're dry, and by dry, so I think it's important to know like your difference between your dry and wet weight. If you're dry weight. It's just 64, 65, there'd be no point cutting. What do you mean dry weight? So by dry and wet, I mean, are you dehydrated? Are you weighing yourself after training? So your dry weight would be, you're dehydrated, you've weighed yourself after training, so you've already had a sweat, you've sweat as much as possible. You've done a, an hour to two hour training session um, that included, especially for jiu-jitsu, that included sparring. Um, you've got at least, you know, I don't know how many rounds people are doing elsewhere, but here at 10 Planet, you know, we're doing at least an hour's worth of rounds, as many rounds, especially for five minutes or nine minute rounds. Um, so when you take all that into consideration, you probably have lost up, you know, you can lose up to a kilo and a half, sometimes two kilos. I know I've lost more than two kilos yeah. training mm. here at 10th Planet um, on an on a, on a open mat days and and, uh, and such. So um, your dry weight would be, yeah, you're dehydrated. You've cut as much as possible. Um, you're not overeating. So so you're not in a caloric surplus, just kind of maintenance. That that would be your dry weight. For, for, for me, that's how I think of dry weight. Yeah. Um, and it's important to know that because if your dry weight then sits around the midpoint, I would go up. Because your wet weight, when you're fully hydrated and eating a caloric surplus, so you're going to be way closer to that 70 kilo bracket. But if you're 64 kilos and you're in a caloric surplus and you're fully hydrated, then you know having a little bit of dehydration is not going to kill you and there's no reason for you not to go down. A relatively easy cut four kilos as well. It's under 5% yeah. body weight. So it's under 10% body weight anyway. It's getting close to 5% there. A three kilo cut to I, 61 I would be the category. I was advising that yeah, so what yeah. I would say is like if I was advising someone who's health conscious who like who has a good relationship with their body and with health I might give that advice but especially to the people who specifically ask me about weight cuts 
who are usually very much in the beginner stage. Yeah, and yeah. some of them, don't get me wrong, some of them come from other forms of fitness and things. But what I think is really beautiful about jiu-jitsu, for me especially, is the amount of people who come in who have never done an athletic pursuit in their life, you know what I mean? Or, or who haven't for years. They're office workers or... Um, like, I, don't, I don't mean in a bad way, right? But, you know, they don't, they don't come from a lifetime of being in charge of their body, of honing their body. And look, having a weight goal for a competition could be beneficial for some people to lose weight, but then I'd want them booking it four to six months in advance with it being a reasonable amount of weight that they could lose healthily. Yeah. But with a lot of them, I'm sitting there going like, bro, like, I don't want you to be deciding for yourself what to eat. Because you'll hear what they say and you'll be like, man, that does sound miserable. Yeah, but I don't I, think you're going to lose any weight eating it. I think me and you both had very bad experiences cutting weight at a young age. Yes. For, especially for jiu-jitsu. So I just don't want anybody else to go through that. So when people ask me the first time, should I cut weight? The answer is always no. That's always no. Just don't worry about it. Go for it. You know, if, if, you're, if you enjoy jiu-jitsu, you're going to do this more than once. You know, and if you enjoy jiu jitsu a lot, you're gonna do this I more think, than once past blue belt. Just don't even worry about it. I you're gonna do six competitions at white belt. You're gonna do six competitions at blue belt. You're gonna do loads of competitions. You're not gonna stop. If you really enjoy this, you're gonna keep I doing it regardless. Don't worry about the weight. But like I said, me and Asher both had a quite bad experience cutting weight the first time. I remember when I cut weight for my first ever comp. It was a gi comp, and uh, I had a coach at a, at a community gym, and it was my first ever comp. And uh, we did, you know, I didn't, I didn't know much about how the competition would go or anything. You know, my, my coach just said, you know, I, I'm doing a comp. I've been lucky enough to get you guys on it, and we, we were part of a charity gym at, the, at that point. So I was, you know, I was very excited. I was like, "Oh my god, I get to compete for free! It's going to be in a gi. This is really cool." I was really excited, um, and my my coach went, "Yeah, it's on a, it's on Friday. Wayne's on Friday, and this was on the Monday, and and you know, he hadn't told us at any point up to that. You know, we had this opportunity, um, so we were quite excited. So we were all panicking. You know, what weight are we going to go? What weight are we going to go? So I think me and a friend had decided that we were going to do. Um, me and my friend Giovanni, I don't think you'll mind if I name him. Um, we decided we were going to do sixty kilo. Um, so we were you know, frantically kind of cutting away. How old? Because I know Giovanni. Yeah, well. we were both 19 or 18, 19 at that point, I think. Ooh. And um, at that point, Giovanni had already had some experience with MMA cutting, so he really helped me. Like, he helped me a lot. Um, but we were quite lucky because the weigh-in was on the Friday and the actual competition was on the Saturday, which is very odd. However, I will say this was the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix or uh, Abu Dhabi Nationals. So it was a massive comp. Yeah, it was a massive comp at the XL and we had no idea it was going to be this big a deal. Um, but yeah, we had you know jumpers on, boiler suits. We were like, you know pummeling for hours, trying to cut the weight, trying to cut the weight. We did it all pretty much um, the Thursday and the Friday. Um, we cut all the weight Thursday, Friday. We had you know we we we, we went super traditional. Bit, three bin bags, two on each leg, one on your body. You know, you punch holes, punch holes for your head, punch holes for your arms. Then you put your gi on. Oh, sorry. Then you put a tracksuit on. Then you put your gi on. Then you pummel. And, you know, you're just pummeling for hours, and you know, you're going through your, you know, basic throws and basic takedowns, and you know, all your game plan and everything else. And you know, you're sweating buckets. It's dripping off. You whip it all off, dry off, and then we went you to the XL. Separate gi for weighing in. Exactly. Then we had a separate gi for weighing yeah. in. A gi that wasn't wet, obviously soaked with sweat. It, it, it would weigh more. Um, we were quite lucky we, we managed to a few see. of us managed to make weight that day um, a lot of the guy coaches recommend weight cutting as if women are just small men yeah, I don't know if yeah, you've seen yeah, this yeah, 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 but yeah. bro I've seen some people who are pretty high level in this sport especially Brazilian Jiu Jitsu because MMA has got a bit better especially with like the rise of women's MMA yeah. Yeah. But they talk about weight cuts good. Yeah, they take a look at their physique and they're like, what's your body fat set? Sorry, what's your body fat percentage? You know, it could be anyone. I don't want to imply that any people do this more than others, but what's your body <laughs> fat percentage? And then they go, yeah, you could be this weight category and we can do this. You know, you just need to believe and train hard. And, you know, and you see, good, baby. yeah, no, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. But like this person was telling me that basically their coach was telling them they had to compete in a weight division where 
and they weren't they weren't having their period like the hormone imbalances are horrific and like it's such an unhealthy relationship to have with your body mm. where especially when i was younger i don't know if you ever had those like i would step on the scales and i'd want to cry like i'm sitting yeah, there going yeah. like today is going to be a bad day yeah. and like i know you're not most adults aren't going to have maybe have that extreme reaction but you don't want to be stepping your morning you got to think like i don't know maybe if you're very mindful and stuff you might be okay but for someone like me i don't want to be stepping on the scales first thing in the morning look at my weight and go Today's going to be a bad day. Yeah, it's going to be a hard one. <laughs> yeah. Some bag of salad and a tin of tuna. Wow, today's <laughs> going to be a long day. Yeah. This is, this is an eight-gallon like yeah, eight yeah, yeah. of water day. Yeah, yeah, honestly, honestly. And it, 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 it's scary as well, because I, I think, just to reiterate, me and Asha are definitely talking about the lower levels of competition. Yeah. Like lower weight classes, lower belt classes as well. Um, when, once you get higher and it becomes people's livelihood, then we are talking about a different thing, you know? Yeah. And the thing I would say is, like, some of my worst injuries have all come in those extreme calorie, long period calorie deficits. Yeah, my worst injuries have always happened two two weeks, three weeks, four weeks before a fight, or four weeks before a competition, and, like, I'm, I'm knackered, I'm low calorie deficit, I've trained two times in the day, then I'm trying to do hard rounds late in the evening, boom, something's gone. Whether it's a shoulder, whether it's a knee, yeah. whether I've slipped on a puddle of sweat, and I wasn't, and you know, I, I didn't have my wits about me, so I didn't turn yeah. the correct way. It can be, it can be anything, but it's right. gonna happen when you are in that low calorie deficit, especially, right. yeah. especially if you are dropping carbs. All of what I said, like about going into your correct weight category, really important. But if you're listening to all of that, like, yeah, get to the part about some good tips for me. I have a kilo or two to lose. <laughs> Cutting down on your salt, having a good sleep regimen. And like, um, yeah, sleep is so important. So important. Such an important really factor for weight cuts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know that when I'm in that final period of weight cutting in the final week, yeah. every opportunity I can take to sleep a nap during the day, I take. And this so, guy can sleep and, anywhere. Yeah. So I, so, <laughs> I've learned. I've learned it actually. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna shout out another another mate of mine, Kingsley Crawford. He he uh, he's my inspiration. He's my sleep inspiration. I've I've seen that man sleep in the single most awkward positions I've ever seen on coaches, um, in buses, in cars, on a, on, we, okay, this is a funny story quickly. We used to get a bus from Woolwich Arsenal to Dartford, Kent, um, to train MMA, and it's about an hour's bus journey. It's quite long, it's the 474 bus route, and it's very bumpy, it's very hilly, you know, it's going from uh, South East London all the way out to the sticks, you know what I mean, all the way out to Dartford, Kent, so it's, you know, the roads are twisty and windy, uh, up and down, all sorts. And um, and this man could just zone, completely zone out, just on the on the bus, completely asleep, completely asleep, head bouncing around, but nothing faced him. He could sleep anywhere, and um, and I've always tried to be more like him, so he could sleep anywhere. He'd always take the opportunity to sleep as much as he could. He'd, he'd sleep minutes up to when he was going to fight professional MMA fights. He would be sleeping in the changing room. Wow. Everybody else, like he'd be next on. There'd be other guys warming up. He would still be asleep, towel over his head. Completely zoned out, and then we noise. Every, and we're like, Kizzy, should we wake him up? Go about, go about ten minutes left to fight, and we wake him up, shake him. You're like, all right, cool. Wake up, shake off. He'd, he'd warm up, boom, and go out there and absolutely murder people. Yeah, I've always seen Kingsley Yeah, and if you if you know Kingsley Crawford or if you've seen Kingsley Crawford before, you know that he goes out and murder people, and it is scary how relaxed he can be. Mm. But um, other thing for advice, though, real real quick as well, is if you are weight cutting and you are having same day weigh-ins, 
think about the food you bring with you mm. to the competition. Of course, yeah. Because some people really, again, really fuck this. Like, yeah, quite, yeah, in quite a up. funny way, <laughs> where they will like be cutting, like, and then they'll go, right, yeah, you know what, I brought some cooked food from home, and they'll have like a big pot of pasta, like this yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, wait, mate, you're competing in 20 minutes. You're like, yeah, I'm going to walk for the staff. <laughs> Get the energy. <laughs> you're sitting there looking at you going, your body's not had more than like five, 600 calories for the yeah. last week or two. You're going to eat a bowl full of pasta like that and go out and compete your best? No, like, think, like, high glycemic, I would say, high honestly. Sugar, high sugar. sugar. Apples covered in peanut yeah, butter, yeah, bananas. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's so many factors involved. I think that's a good point. It's like experimenting um, and just seeing what works for you and just figuring things out. But, uh, yeah, I'm coming, like, guess, to the end of this yeah. episode, but we want to hear from both of you. I guess we talked a lot about weight cutting, but if kind of someone came to you, maybe kind of white belt or blue belt, and wants just some, maybe your... Um, experience or knowledge about just general ideas or principles you have around nutrition in terms of just how to kind of eat better for to be like an athlete or to fuel themselves okay if you got one or two things that you would kind of share with them and obviously actually you just mentioned about experimenting there's not one diet that fits everyone mm. but is there anything else you give as like key yes. kind of principles or methodologies so, to people who want to maybe change or just improve their diet or I, food choices I would say that people get very, um, again, I've used the term dogmatic before, but I'll say it again about either eating for what they see as what's been recommended to them through certain certain uh, information streams, so like fitness especially. So I see tons of people with jiu-jitsu as a goal eating like bodybuilders. And I really, I don't understand the motivation for this. Eat, eating clean is good, yeah. don't get me wrong. But like, I think jujitsu is a cardio-based sport. Like, be aware of the fact that you do need calories, mm. but also take into account like, this is the other aspect that isn't true for me or Rinchin, but for other people that really needs to be taken into account is how much of the rest of the day are you moving around? Because if you should you be eating like an athlete if you're training two mm. to three hours a day, you should be eating again. It's, it sounds really bad, but you should be eating for you. So maybe be in more of a calorie deficit in these periods and have some high glycemic foods before your training and a recovery thing afterwards and see how you feel and try and have your like I don't like the idea of people doing like macro counts honestly again same thing as what I was saying before maybe I've had some issues with like uh, what that stuff's done to me psychologically after long periods of time especially as yeah, children yeah, yeah. Like, it, can, it can be a numbing mind numbing yes but I would say yeah you should roughly understand how much food you should be eating I think you've got some really good information on this like your um, 80% rules, stuff like that on your health practices and you should check those out guys for some of them. For if you're thinking about jujitsu, I think a lot of them are very useful. But a lot of them also just don't put a ton of, it's calories in and calories out for weight management. I mm. think overall, calories burn, calories in, calories out. I mean, there's t other stuff like we said, salt, hydration, yeah, yeah, yeah. sleep. These water. are all true, water, yeah. But like overall, like people can sometimes turn this into something that it's not which is I would say eat for health. Yeah. Eat for health. Food should be health first and health isn't entirely, uh, it's, it's more subjective than I think a lot of people would like it to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think for me, like a, like a just easy health practice would be like, um, don't neglect anything from your diet. So don't be one of those people that I can't eat this. I, I, obviously if you have allergies and, and, and I think that that's completely different. I'm not saying, you know, you, you've got a peanut butter allergy, go and eat peanut butter. I'm not saying that, but I'm, I'm saying um, 
try not to neglect anything try not to be somebody that's like no I'm on a low fat diet therefore I can't eat any fat no I'm on a low carb diet therefore I can't eat any carbs I, I don't neglect anything I know for, for me I, I consider myself quite healthy I eat um, everything under the sun and I, but I also train two to three times a day uh, maybe six days a week five six days a week that's um, what I mean when I say don't maybe it's not worth yeah <laughs> if you're not a athlete yeah, <laughs> eating yeah. like an athlete because yeah, but, <laughs> but if you but I would yeah I definitely I eat everything that I can I eat all the time I eat consistently all day every day um, I'm eating everything there's nothing I don't eat and uh, I think a second a second thing for me would just be eat as many raw fruits and vegetables as you can I think sometimes we kind of ne- uh, neglect that quite a lot like I know a lot of people that consider themselves health- healthy eaters you know they're like, oh I-, I track this and I track that I'm like, okay that's interesting that you track those things however how many you know did you eat, did you eat a piece of fruit today they'll be like oh no but I've eaten the right amount of protein and carbs and calories that's good for you but have you eaten a piece and of fruit ve- today and vegetables as well yeah like and vegetables have you, have you eaten have you eaten a piece of, have you eaten a single vegetable yeah. today sometimes people actually yes, say no yeah. to me I'm like I can't, I can't <laughs> believe that I can't fathom in my yeah. mind a yeah. day that goes by where I personally don't eat fruits and vegetables amazing I mean yeah before we kind of leave today is there anything you want to can promote or share or like where people can connect with you have you got any kind of fights coming up at all uh, I'm, I might be fighting in three weeks on a contenders hopefully um, I had a match, but the, uh, the the guy refused to fight me. So I'm hoping I can get matched again for that. Why? Well, what's the reason for him refusing to fight you? Uh, um, I think I think he he'd had a few less fights than me. So I think he he, he was saying like experience. Like he wants more experience first before um, before before we got matched. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk much <laughs> right, right now. I was just a little the, bit disappointed because you see uh, the instigation there. Yeah, you tried. I was trying for two weeks because uh, because they moved the event forward by a month so I was trying very hard for two weeks to get that fight signed off uh, just so I had something in mind but no. they promised me a fight so hopefully I'm, I am still fighting in three nice. weeks I have a couple of shows coming up but I'm not certain they've not been confirmed so I can't actually promote them um, yeah. I'm hoping to film some more um, we did a couple a tiny bit last week but I want to film some more content together so by the time that maybe this comes out I don't know for sure but um, we might have some footage actually out doing some stuff I'm hoping to do that we talked about it recently mm-hmm. nice uh, do that and uh, I'm going to start trying to promote that stuff because uh, it might lead to me getting on more shows as well <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these are unconfirmed at the moment yeah, yeah. And, uh, brilliant like to have some more stuff out there but uh, yeah we're all down we're both down based in um, Diesel Gym yeah in um, you know come uh, visit if you, if you don't know us come visit come visit like we, we do everything here and uh, we help coach here. Rinchin's a boxing coach. I do kids um, stuff. So, yeah, well, and uh, whatever your goals are, we're here to help coach. And, yeah, uh, Diesel Gym has amazing coaches. Yeah. Uh, many different disciplines, Muay Thai, martial arts, uh, mixed martial arts, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, boxing. I'm happy to give anecdotal advice on anything. Yeah. It doesn't have to be if weight If you want life advice, pure bro science. Advice. Yeah. Pure, pure bro science. Hey bro, I'll tell you my belief on evolutionary. So, you know, like, <laughs> we could talk about it. religion. We could talk we'll about talk religion. About we can have our bad boy corner. Yeah, talk about religion exactly. As well. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's everything for me. That's not too much. Yeah, amazing. Um, yeah, I should say thanks. It's been like real pleasure kind of trading with you both, and I've learned so much personally from kind of rolling with you both, especially with the wrestling and jujitsu, and just you definitely helped me to kind of up my game being like obviously a kind of complete amateur hobbyist compared to you guys uh, but yeah it's been really fun it's pretty fun it's pretty fun I want everyone to know that he's really downplaying just how good he is <laughs> he's making it out like he doesn't wrap me up occasionally uh, uh, especially with how you used to Charlie had a health transformation a couple of years ago <laughs> where he wasn't unhealthy before but fuck you know he was like just over 70 kilos before yeah 
Right. I was, I mean, I definitely talked a little bit. I was like about 70 or so when I was kind of just vegan. I was okay. vegan three years. Okay. And then I kind of started to introduce animal products back in my diet. And I come now I'm back yeah, to one too. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, you are. So, you are an animal. In so it's definitely for me, for, I I diets are different, but for me personally, I perform better having some animal products in my diet. Yes. Some people can be plant-based, it's great, but for me, I'm definitely glad that I kind of experimented with it and then brought it back in, having mm. really good, high-quality, organic kind of animal products. Um, but yeah, that's a story from another podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you for having us. No worries. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. It's really, yeah, it's just great to have your experience on. From Mashi, you were doing it and treading, as you said, like five, six days a week, two, three times a day, which is just, yeah, yeah. from my, yeah, just from what I experience and what I do, it's just on another level, so. Um, yeah, appreciate it. Oh, no worries, Charlie, man. Any time. Any yeah. Time. Sweet, man. It's been fun. Fantastic. If you want to learn more about how I can help you achieve your health goals in nutrition, sleep, movement, and stress, you can contact me at charlietunmore at gmail.com. I am not a doctor, so please do not substitute this information for medical advice. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode useful and want to support the podcast, please share it, give it a five-star rating and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps the practice of health empower more people to take ownership of their own health.